Welcome back to the Beer Clock Podcast. I'm Dylan Toon. I'm Angus Norris. And we are here to bring you all the important views and outdated news from the Australian beer world and beyond. Um, first up, our not our last episode, the episode before, The Golden Pines. It has um, been a while. Yeah. Had a fantastic response, so thank you to everyone who's had a listen to that. Um, and hopefully by the time this goes up, you've also listened to the next episode. I'm getting confused. Right yeah, this is what happens when we don't put things out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in such a timely manner, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, but fantastic to see so many people into it. It's always a good thing. It's one of our favourite episodes to do. Yep. I so, think we've had a couple of people say they're going to send through their 10 at some point. Yeah, so we'll that'd be cool. We'll shout them out if we uh, get them. Definitely interested to hear, yeah, what people's favourite breweries of 22 were. Um, another big thank you to everyone who voted for us in the Beer Cartel Craft Beer Survey. Um, yeah, great result. Yeah, so in the top five of Australian beer podcasts. Um, not going to say where we are. You know, we could be anywhere in the top five. It could be number one, two. Now we came in number five, which is great. Great result. Very happy with that. Um, Especially considering we put out next to nothing last year. But yeah. In the voting in the voting period. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So good to see we're at the top of your minds. Clearly. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks to Beer Cartel for putting that together every year. I um, had forgotten about it. It had been long enough. It's that, apparently yeah. not every year. That's the thing that threw me. Yeah. There's there's years they skip. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, I guess, because yeah, I think i feel like last time that came out in december or something like yeah. last time i remember it and then yes i was kind of like oh maybe they're not doing the results or something. i don't know yeah it did take a long time from voting to results but here we are they, they've sure had a lot on yeah i'm sure it's calculated sort of yeah. yeah sure there's a reason i i reckon it's purely a time thing yeah yeah it would it, it's a it's an impressive looking thing they put together when they put yeah. the results you know all the infographics and stuff um, this feeds nicely straight into news, uh, which, you know, first item in the agenda is the beer cartel survey results. That's almost a professional segue there. <laughs> For <laughs> us, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought there were a few interesting little bits and pieces in this, as there always are. Yep. yep. Um, alcohol spend was down slightly. Mm. Not super surprising no, in the inflationary cost- environment. Well, you would have thought cost of living people are still buying the same number of beers. Yeah. Although maybe not. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's hit harder. Maybe people are just like, you know, if I stop drinking and smoking all the time, I might have money for food. Core range stuff was down versus new release stuff. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. Although also kind of interesting with the inflationary stuff because limited release stuff generally is more expensive. That's true. But um, the cost of living stuff is probably a newer phenomenon than the survey. Not like the extreme end of yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's true. that's true. The extreme end of it. Uh, and the other thing I thought that was interesting is that I can't actually find it right now. The alcohol free was a huge thing for me. Uh, it was. Us sort of quarter. I think it was, what, up 85%? Yeah, but it is off a very low base. That's true. But still, it's uh, I'm still impressed. Um, and the other one that I think you pointed out that was interesting was that the amount of there's actually people whose primary drink isn't craft beer. Doing that, that that's the figure I was looking for, and I've just found it. It's seventy nine percent of people say craft beer is my alcoholic drink of choice. Yeah. So if you did that survey and you said no, then please let us know what you did. We we were thinking maybe whiskey or. But yeah. still, like for beer cartel to be pushing this out, like obviously it would hit some people who drink other stuff. Certainly. But you would have thought it's a more targeted audience than seventy nine percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one in five people doing the survey. Aren't a craft beer survey? Yeah. Don't drink craft beer. Primarily. I mean, I don't do 
I like wine. I like whiskey. Yeah. I don't do wine and whiskey. So no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, as usual, the uh, the breweries are really cool, I think. Mm. They're, they're top ten uh, craft breweries. Black Ops at one, Mountain Culture, Bent Spoke, Dainton, Capital, Bolter, Bridge Road, Bright, Range and Deeds. It's the second best top ten brewery list I've, yeah. I've heard this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, that's, it's a really good list. Really diverse. Uh, great to see Bright on there. Yep. Um, yeah. They're an interesting one, I think. Yeah, they are. And Dayton being high up. I, they, they, I always am surprised at how much bigger they are than I think they are. Yeah. I'm always surprised how big they are and how small Stomping Ground are comparatively. Yes. Like outside Victoria. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Very interesting. That's why these surveys are worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. They're really interesting. Have a look. We'll actually check the link in the show notes for this one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it serves us to do so for once. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anything else from that? Or? No, oh. no. I think we're good. Um, so, yeah, it's only been, what, it won't be long since our last episode and uh, we're talking about ballistic and their issues. Um, but they've been pulled out of voluntary administration. They have. So this is breaking news for us now, whether, <laughs> whether it still is at the time. But uh, the... Uh, Docker was signed yesterday, then Catchment Brewing mm. are taking them over. Yeah, becoming a, a real catchment for Gold Coast <laughs> breweries. I don't know. But they've also got Fortitude and Noisy Miner, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, they do. Uh, so they've put 850000 in to take over majority share. I don't know if they've ever had any catchment beers. I'm trying to think. No, I can't think of a single one. But I think they're like a Brisbane brew pub effectively. Yeah. The original. Why do they have so much money? Well, yes, that uh, it's a mining dude. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Bought a mine for a dollar, and you know. Yeah. 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 One of those. The old uh, rags to riches Australian story. One of those. Um, interestingly, ASIC, who were the biggest, uh, not ASIC, uh, the ATO, mm. which was obviously the biggest creditor. Yeah. Uh, rejected the Docker, but it still passed. You know, with enough creditors. Yeah. Pushing it over the line. Because uh, it would set a really odd, interesting precedent for the ATO uh, if they were to take 10 cents on the dollar. Yeah, yeah, that would be a little bit concerning. Because I think there's a lot of breweries at the moment with large ATO bills from deferred excise over COVID. Ah, yep, yep, yep. Um, Which so, would yeah. probably cripple some of them if they had to suddenly pay it all back. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, that's an interesting one to keep an eye on. I mean, I, you never really thought – I would have been shocked if Ballistic had gone out of business. I think they, you know, expanded. But I thought maybe they would have to downsize, re, re They probably still will. Well, it's um, interesting. I think all the brew pubs are separate little businesses yeah, that are somehow right. licensed. And who actually knows how this whole thing is structured? Yeah. Um, the other bit I found interesting in there is that the administrators thought the assets of the brewery were worth about a million bucks. But – at auction, we're likely to fetch more like four hundred. Yeah, if they sense. were to sell it. Yeah, is that because it's secondhand stainless and equipment and stuff, and like even and a it's tiny a distri- bit of it's wear. a distressed asset, so yeah, you're not yeah. going to pay, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, through the nose for it. It's one of those. I think you walk out the showroom with brewing equipment and you lose half the value, sort of thing. It's a, yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Um, that's good to hear, though. I'm happy. I, I like. Um, now it'll be interesting to see how many jobs this actually saves. But yep, yep, and um, what. Catchment strategy is going forward. Yeah, yeah. And if they keep that horrible Oak Dex PA. Yeah, well. I just don't understand. It's probably their best seller. I think it is, and I just don't understand. (laughs) 
from being out of administration to going into it, uh, Tribe have gone into administration. Yeah, I can't um, remember if we brought this up last time. Or... I reckon it was just after. Anyway, Tribe, massive. The listener sitting at home being like, they just talked. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> in, our, in our heads, it was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So Tribe are probably the biggest contract brewer in the country. They'd yeah. be right up there. Yeah. What are they, Mornington, Stockade? Yep. And is it Wild, the gluten-free yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, about 35 million litres of capacity in Goulburn, I think. Sounds right. They do all like the Dan's um, home brand stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Zithos and all them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've gone into administration. Uh, and look, let's see. Someone will buy them. You'd think so. Sounds like young Henry's will buy them. Yeah, that that sounds like an, a brand alignment that makes sense to me. I mean, the thing is, I think that I don't know if Stockade's bigger in New South Wales. Thing. I just, I don't think they've been big since that rebrand. Yeah, time. yeah. Which yeah was always going to be a bit contentious. I think it just a made bit them contentious. Blend. It just made <laughs> them blend in. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and Mornington, they've destroyed that brand. Yeah, I think so. Um, they, they again, their rebrand didn't help. Um, <laughs> the green, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> but I just think that they've always been a bit niche. Um, but they've always had, you know, a strong niche following. But yep. seems like that's gone by the wayside now. And like, I can, I can't ever find like the stuff I like from them anymore. No, I can't find fresh pale. I can't find IPA, and I can rarely find brown. Yeah, and there's a new Peninsula Brewery. Doing brown now, so yeah, yeah, we don't need them at all. Port, Port Phillip have taken over. That's a really nice brown. I do, I do like Mornington's uh, IPA though. That's yeah, one thing. they they do a great straight. IPA. I have been meaning to go back to Tarbarrow, which is on the original site, and oh, is yeah. now split off again. Yeah, okay. So we'll have to get there for year of the locals. So yeah, tough job. Someone's got to do it. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of tough jobs, Jane Lewis has left. Uh, two birds to go into consultancy after, you know, being one of the forerunners of uh, females in Australian beer. Yeah, I was trying to work out, I'm sure I could work out very easily how long she's been there. Is it about 11 years? Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, 10 or 11 um, years. It's a long time to be at one company. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's. I feel like I have seen her face uh, at so many events and, like, you know, pushing so much stuff and, like, obviously... Two Birds has had a super impressive run the way that they've sort of... That's a good example of someone who sort of moved with the times quite yeah. well and realised that some of our beers aren't working, some of our branding isn't working, but we still want to keep the core spirit intact. So, Yeah, yeah that, a business that's realised it's not 2012 anymore. Exactly, yeah. That does that does help. Yeah. Um, Great person as well to have a beer with. Yes, yes. I, I think, I think um, super impressive and... You know, disappointing for two birds, obviously, but uh, I think she will be make a fantastic consultant. Yeah, um, and yeah. yeah. So people should hit her up if she. Uh, yeah, definitely. When she moves into a new role, because um, yeah, I mean the the good thing is really is that she's saying it sounds like beer In the adjacent. Industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it would be a real loss to Australian beer if she moved out, um, and she definitely could get jobs at other ah, yeah. of beer. So go back into wine or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, ASIC are looking into equity crowdfunding. Well, this has been inevitable, hasn't it? That Because uh, uh, the issue with this is that all of the companies, most of the companies, I'm not going to say all, don't follow the guidelines about publishing, you know, annual general meeting minutes yeah, and things yeah. like that. 
Funny about that. Well, yeah, it's it's just a free money grab. Yeah, at this yeah. point, Asik is saying, "Well, actually, we we set rules for you that." Yeah, yeah, these if, aren't optional. If you want to grab this free money, yeah, you have to do these very minor things that we're asking you to do. Um, so yeah, this this was an inevitability that this would, you know, come to a head. Yeah, we'll see what comes of it. But I would imagine very little. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll just make people like Birchill's life a bit harder. Mm. That ASIC may move more of the responsibilities to them to allow them to keep doing things. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. But um, again, we'll see. Yeah, look, equity crowdfunding's always been a bit silly to me, but I think we've talked about that before. So I think you'd have to be a moron to put your money into it, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. I makes mean, a lot of sense from the business's point of view. Uh, totally, yeah. I think that's what we said in the past. And I get the idea that it's fun to yeah. have a stake in a business, but yeah, realistically. But what geez. is your stake? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how do you move your stake if you want to? Yeah. And what what actual impact can your stake have even if it's a large one? That's yeah. the interesting part. Um, a few little recalls. Yeah, I feel there's been more than usual recently. Yeah, I feel like I've seen more little... Uh, I don't know if that's the reporting's got posts. better. Yeah, right? maybe. Yeah. Uh, Stone and Wood Counterculture, which was a lactose... Labeling thing, I think. Yeah, so this one, the beer's safe to consume, as yeah. almost all of these are still safe yeah, to consume. Yeah. Um, but this is just has fallen out of food standards for not having the lactose allergen disclosed. Yeah, that's an important one. Yeah, it is. It is. You, yeah, they've done the right thing though. At least lactose is not one of those ones that actually kill people. <laughs> yeah, generally. Yeah. I'm sure there is someone out there. Yeah, I was going to say, but yeah, theoretically. But on the whole, like it's, yeah, yeah, it's not an anaphylaxis one. Yeah. Um, the one I thought was most interesting was the Coles home brand, Smithies Dry yeah, Lager. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, so that's a uh, excess alcohol. Ah, uh, is it a re-fermenting thing or yeah. are they just marked wrong? That's yeah. quite funny. Um, probably that came out of a uh, tribe. Yes, so I wonder yes, if that probably. led to the, <laughs> wonder if that led to the issues for tribe. Yeah, well, it'd be tribe or, um, I think Brick, Brick Lane do a lot of this Brick stuff, Lane do yeah. some of them as well, yeah. Uh, and then your mate's watermelon sour again. It was a re-fermenting issue. Yeah, yeah. exploding can risk. And there was the usual bullshit, you know, on social media about, oh, it's just extra alcohol, just don't drive. You know, it's not Exploding cans aren't fun. Yeah, yeah. It's not the point. It's a danger thing, not an expl- like a drinking yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. I always just assume that Aussie craft brewers are just guessing at their ABV anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I feel if you're within 1%, that's probably yeah, all right exactly. for a lot of them. Close enough. Um, really quick little awards segment, uh, yeah. just the Royal Queensland Beer Awards. Yep. Anything good from that? Uh, well, Moffat Beach took out the awards that they always win. <laughs> yep. Is that all of them? Um, yeah, you know, Champion Session Beer I can see here. They've won Medium Brewery. Uh, Grand Champion Beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the good stuff. Everything they could win, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. Stomping Around took out Large Brewery, which is interesting. Yeah. After we say that they have no presence outside Victoria. Well, they entered the competition. That's true. Based on, yeah. Scarborough Harbour Brewing Co. That's a fun name. Yeah, one new brewery and brew pub. Cool. Never heard of them. Neither have I. Neither have I. That's why I read it out. And Hound and Stag, which I think might be a new one on the Gold Coast. Mm. Yep, that vaguely rings a bell. They won Best Mixed Culture Beer for their Red Baron Draft. So I have some questions. <laughs> so we'll we'll look into that. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, I, I don't think you can sell draft in Queensland that's mixed culture, but here we are. 
Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. And this is actually, this leads on quite nicely into one of our later stories, uh, but this is where the nail takeover of Billabong was announced. Ah. Because yeah. uh, uh, Nail took out uh, champion European-style ale for their Billabong wheat draft. There you go. So that's that's good yeah, good timing for uh, Nail to be able to say, oh, yeah, we own them now, by the way. Yeah. So apparently, I suppose we can just do that now. Yes. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Let's go straight into brewery sales. So, yeah. Uh, so Nail uh, acquired Billabong back late last year and just sort of didn't get around to announcing it. <laughs> I don't really even know Billabong. I'm they're, to a, they're a WA. They're somewhere out. No, I'm going to get this wrong. I don't know WA enough. Yeah, no, that's fine. My gut feel was they were inland from Perth, but that could be very wrong. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, Red Baron is just a balloon advice, by the way. I don't know why it's okay. called draft. Uh, maybe it's just a draft package. Maybe, yeah. That's That could be just poorly formatted awards. Yeah, data. I was too curious not to look at that. Um, cool, that's good. Um, I didn't really realise Nail were in a position to acquire other breweries. Neither. But they do seem to do well in WA. I think so. Yeah. VPA is an excellent beer. It is. Oh, they make nice beer. It's just... Never drink. Yeah, hard to get. Yeah. Um, Drake Spires Bear Republic. Yeah, so the Bear Republic is one of these heritage US craft brands. Mm. Um, I was going to say they both sound like very American yeah, brewery yeah, names. They are. Uh, Racer Five is probably the beer best. Oh, no- yeah. Beer Republic are best known for. They're pretty good. Um, I assume they're California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got that um, same bear logo that is on the Californian flag and all that sort of stuff. That's what I had imagined in my head. So I thought them. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. No, I'm thinking of the right thing. Yeah, there'll be someone out there who knows who both those brands are and <laughs> yeah, yeah, wanted to hear. That. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, so in terms of, I guess, new beginnings, we can talk yeah. about brewery tap room opening. So the Zithologist are opening in Oakley. Yeah, they are. That's the uh, Monash Uni yes, one. Yes, Um Or spin-off from, from their brewing. Lab. Yeah, I don't really know how that all... So you wrote about them and... Yeah, is there much more that they're op- than they're just opening in Oakley, or is it just they're opening in Oakley? They're at opening some in point room. In the Another sort of uh, contract operation that's actually built up into yeah. their own physical space. I suppose that's the more interesting part of it than anything. You just got more contract places that are. Well, I think it's more and more people are seeing that you need that taproom margin. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. In a ever more competitive retail market. Yeah, definitely. Um, Fox Friday are uh, expanding their third site that they're yep. proposing in, into WA. Yeah, so they're taking over the Blaster Brew Pub yep. because Blaster are moving to a new, bigger one. Um, I think they're originally from WA, and that's why. Yes, that's right, they are, yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be open before the Melbourne one because I think Melbourne's run into a few issues and will be. And I guess WA is good to go if they're yeah. just taking someone else. I think it's yeah. turnkey for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's cool. Interesting. Their beers are really good. They are. They are. And they're, yeah, exciting to see them everywhere sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, Three Griffins has planning approval to move to Balnaring. Yeah. So very, Balnaring is the suburb next to Summers, which is uh, Ah, potentially dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, So Three Griffins were a brewery, uh, I think it's someone's garage in, in the dry zone. Ah, okay. And they were running into issues. Yep. As uh, you would. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, they've been looking to move down to the peninsula for a while and have now got planning approval. Nice. 
That's so good. We'll keep an eye on that one. More breweries down there is not a bad thing. No. Uh, brewery closures. Um, there's a Future Mountains Tap Room is closing. Not not the brewery, but just the tap room. Yeah, so I think we were talking about this it. before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're having a final party on the 18th, which is almost certainly after this goes out, before this goes out. Yeah, probably. So yeah, we go. Well, you never know. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Um, but, yeah, they're moving to, like, two separate sites in the Victorian country. It's going to be interesting. Mm. I mean, obviously we like the beer. Yeah. So we'll fa- but I think they're going more into that farm ethos yeah, of yeah. farmhouse brewing. Which makes sense given yeah. The, yeah, the, the style they're doing. Um, right, I'll quickly finish off with the tasting paddle. Um, Mary Beck Council? Yeah, which is the renamed Moreland City Council. Ah, okay. There you go. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they've released a a few like sort of suburb maps, if you will. Yeah, and it's like it's basically a brewery trail on a nice bit of paper that they've paid for. <laughs> cool. I um, always like to see those things. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, we're back under the legal age to drink Lord Nelson beers. Yeah, we we can't have Lord Nelson beers anymore. <laughs> they've they've. I don't know if you've seen this. Little no, I have no thing. idea what this is talking about. Uh, so they put out like a. a th- 35 plus age limit on their beers because they're all old school. <laughs> well, you know, that's. I would have thought that was already there in spirit anyway. I, I would have thought so as well. Yeah. But, look, having a bit of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so we'll link that as well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, VB Extra yep. won't be sold in the NT, which is their new 6.5% or whatever it is. 6% in 250 mil throwback bottles. <laughs> yeah, cool. As I said, I... I don't know if we took – we weren't sure if we talked about this last time. Um, we probably did. Yeah, it's fine either way. Yeah, we it's it's really not important. I think Outside we, of, we covered it anyway. It's, it's like it's 6% it's really, 250 mil. It's really think. dumb that they're – I would have thought it's against sort of ABAC stuff to be selling – using the ABV as a selling point. Yeah, but they're a big company. So yeah, they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. That's it. Let's do it. Yeah. We are back with what we're drinking. Um, we did have the intention to do a lager segment today. We're drinking a lager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just one we've already done. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you get to how many countries on 60, 70? I think it's in the 40s. But 40, <laughs> 40, 60, 70. Yeah, we're, we're having a good Look, one there's time. a number on this thing, so it should be easy enough 45. to do. 45. There yeah. you go. Um, yeah. You You're bound to hit some. Uh, yeah, a few snags. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Probably for us, I suppose. It's holding up. It's all yeah. right. As long as we're comfortable with the way we put it, I suppose. That's yeah, the thing. I think that's still fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry for those lager aficionados <laughs> out there. We'll figure it out someday. But look, I will talk about a lager in what we're drinking. Yeah, go for it. The new Devil Bend, which is a new one down on the peninsula as well. They've got the tagline of beer grows here. Yeah. They're, I think, planning to have ev- like a beer that is everything on site. Yep. Yeast, malt, hops. It's always the dream. I think Isn't I'm it? trying to think who does that in Australia present. I think Van Diemen's do that. Yep. And um, uh, what's the small Victorian? Strathbogie. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, because I think I actually read vaguely remember that. Like yeah. It's, yeah. About the only place you could have read that is here at the local. No one else yeah, <laughs> has yeah, anything. That's probably it. Anyway, they're um, Stumpy Lager mm. from Devil Bent, this is. Yes. Um, Really nice 
rustic-y lager. Yeah. I, like I it. gave you one. Yeah, you know? yeah. Kind of a good mix of like, reminded me of like somewhere between old school Australian craft lager and kind of like a new world noble yeah. hop sort of character. That's a fun beer. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to explain exactly. But it's in, it sort of exists in sort of the new and the old school. And yeah, it's very nicely put together. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. It's about all we can say about a lot of these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all subjective after all. Yeah, speaking of enjoying things, um, yeah. both had a couple of trilliums. Always nice when they come to Australian shores. Yeah, I got the, I think it's called launch beer in the uh, in a Carwin pack. Ah. And I was like, that's really nice. You know, went on the Carwin website the other day to buy something else and was like, that's a $25 hazy pale. Yes, yes. It's not, not a $25 hazy pale. Like it was good. It's not that good. I don't think any hazy pale. No, no hazy pale is worth twenty five dollars. Um, they when Carwin had their warehouse clearing thing, I got a couple. Oh, yeah, um, because twenty five dollars reduced by twenty five percent is suddenly a bit that's, more reasonable. When it's under twenty, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Like it's um, not good, but it's okay. Right, still, yeah, but for, for a trillion, okay. yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. Um, considering, I mean, I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's sort of the idea that we can even just have trillion cans yeah. and not be like. The lead story is sort of, I don't know. That trillium cans are here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, it's like you go on there and you're like, oh, cool. You're not just like, oh, my God. Um, I had the trail side IPA. Really, really good. Yeah? Yeah. That's what we like to hear. I have nothing interesting to say about it. No. (laughs) This is really good. (laughs) This is really good radio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had, last night actually, I had a co-conspirators IPA. Just the plain one. Yeah. 5.8% West Coast is that their like new non like doesn't have the character yeah. those ones yeah 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 um, they were literally doing a tasting in the uh, in McCoppin's Abbotsford yesterday oh, yeah. and um, yeah that hit the spot yeah so it oh. came home with me oh, good I had um, did they do a hazy pale or something yeah yeah I do. didn't like that yeah okay um, which is weird because I really like their other beers and their hazy stuff's normally good yeah there you go interesting um, I was yeah. I'm just going to stick to the characters, I think. Yeah, but I'll try yeah. that one if you if you write it. I've got one for you. Okay. Ah, fantastic. Uh, I'll definitely try it. Exactly. Um, and the other one I'm going to shout out, I had a Roger Ramjet 22, and I reckon that is drinking as well as any one-year-old boat rocker Roger Ramjet has ever drunk. Roger Ramjet is the bourbon barrel-age one, not the Starwood whiskey. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Uh, and I just reckon it was like as... Smooth and integrated as any sort of boat rocker beer after a year. Yeah. Well, I, usually they need a few years to we, sit Exactly. We've talked about this. As yeah. I reckon most of them drink best at about three years. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, and they have. I actually haven't had it yet, but one thing I really do want to try is their club with eight wide. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Can it does. Highly recommend. iJet. Yes. I was going to say iJet, Stout Jet. I couldn't remember yeah, before. iJet. Um, yes, very keen to give that a crack because that, that's that seems like a winning match. Yeah, yeah, it's very Dylan Imperial stout. Actually, <laughs> I'd like to hear. Um, yeah, honestly, I haven't had too much else worth calling out. No, nah. yeah, no, nah. it's right. been. Uh, this is a problem with doing it too close together. <laughs> yeah, well, that they uh, they won't know that when it's you know Six we release it. Yeah, exactly, release these in August. Um, cool. We'll be back in a minute.
We are back to finish off with a quick little seller. This is a, an interesting little one you've got for us today. Yeah, we have a uh, big day planned, so I uh, thought we should keep it reasonably low-key at seller time. Yeah, it's also only just hit 11 o'clock. So I think yes, that's yes, that's, that is the other part of it. So I've got, I put this away deliberately at the time to see what this does over a few years. This is a King River Fig Porter from 2020. Great beer. One that we, we've waxed lyrical yeah. about it on here before. But um, yeah, 2020, it's definitely, you know, so coming out with like two and a half, three years old. Yeah, it's got to be, assuming 12 months best before, mm. this is almost exactly three years old. Yeah, nice. So that's definitely the oldest I've had. Yeah. Because yeah. I was intrigued by the best before on it of being only a year or something. That is, yeah, remarkably non-carbed. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to finally have a bad one in the cellar. I don't like this thing of, uh, <laughs> it looks like we've found one <laughs> from the reaction. That has, uh, that is very sour. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> it's actually quite nice. I like I it. it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it as well. What I'm going to say, though, is this is not fig porter. No. And it's a little concerning. I'm wondering what has caused the sour. I reckon it's got to be the fig, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got some bretty thing in it. Just got to be. They don't actually bret this, do they? Because porter can be bretted. It can. Um it doesn't taste bretty though. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it's just. Acidic. It's almost rodent backy. <laughs> it is properly acidic. It's getting ode, ode brewing areas like it's too. Yeah. Okay, so it's completely flat. Yeah, like no head whatsoever. There's coffee. <laughs> I think if you think about this as a dark sour, it's delicious. Yeah, it's just. Concerning that it's not meant to be, and it seemingly it doesn't have anything wild in it, but it must be the fig, like you said. It's got to be the fig, mm. which is fun. So I think this is probably a thumbs down, depending on what you want. Yeah, if you want a fig porter, then yeah, yeah, because it's not a fig porter anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dark sour thing. But yeah, it's a, not a bad dark sour. They I should like just it. they should honestly just release a dark sour, just all their old fig porters. Just I know we say every year we should get Nathan from King River on, but we should ask him about it. It'd be a fun discussion to have. Yeah. Um yeah, look, I think I think thumbs down's probably fair, but like I don't dislike it. Yeah. So if you're looking for a fig porter, don't age it. Yeah. But if you're looking for a dark sour age yeah. fig porter. Okay, grab a slab and chuck it in the garage three years. Um yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. Well, it's been a nice, brisk one today. Yeah, we got through that nice and quickly. Yeah. Probably helped by the lager segment being nicked. Yeah. But, uh, I'll go to edit it and it'll still come out two hours somehow. <laughs> yeah, out of uh, 45 minutes on the tape. Yeah. We'll somehow yeah, end somewhere, up at yeah. uh, two somewhere. hours. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening as always. Thanks for support as always. Um, Feedback as usual. Dylan at beeroclockaustralia.com. Angus at beeroclockaustralia.com. Yeah. You're the local stuff. I'm hoping to get some stuff out in the next... Before this is released, I like your monthly accountability post. I do too. <laughs> I've I've haven't put the second one up yet. <laughs> Nothing in between. That's the problem with the you got to be accountable for it's, the accountability. It's written. Yeah, <laughs> it just needs some photos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. We will be back soon. Yeah, next time. Yeah.